It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. in a good place now. You are listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I'll be talking about the fear of change. I think that the fear of change is one of the biggest fears that many of us have because we are creatures of habit. Us humans like habit. We like to be doing the same thing to some degree. We like to kind of get into that routine and when we get into a routine, it's hard for us to get out of it. A lot of us actually get stability from a routine. You know, remembering back to when we were in elementary school and middle school and how that routine of that daily class structure and getting up at a certain time and doing those things really went a long way to our ability to get out of bed, to do the work we needed to work, and to really feel consistent. And it's interesting when we become adults and all that stuff and we're working on our own sometimes, it can be overwhelming because we don't have a routine. And what do we look for? We look to create a routine. And so when we're living by different routines and having that consistency, the fear of change is very real. Later on in the hour, Reggie Harvey. Reggie Harvey joins me live in studio to talk about his fear of change when he was diagnosed with a near-death illness. I mean, think about that. You're going through your life. You're living it normally. You're working. He's He was overworking. Uh, you know, some might say that he might have um, been, been a workaholic. And he was really focused on that. And then all of a sudden, one day he's not feeling well. He goes in to run some tests. And he finds out that, well, he's got this situation. And he needs a transplant. And it changes his life. And think about how drastic your life will change on something like that. And those are the things that we don't really think about. Those are the things that can really get to us. And I think many of us have dealt with major changes in our life. Some of us have dealt with some, well, decent changes. And some of us have dealt more on the mild side of changes. But, you know, we never know when something's going to happen we never know what something's going to change. And so how do we deal with this? Well, before we can really talk about how we deal with change, I want to talk about how we become creatures of habit. It gets really easy to kind of be the creature of habit doing the same thing every day. Um, we can really get ourselves lulled into that state. And when we get lulled into that state, many times more than not, uh, it can take us a long time to get out of it, a long time to make changes. Um, but but normally we don't make changes to that state, right? Normally what happens is the changes are pushed upon us. We do not have a choice. And so that's one of the biggest reasons why change can be so challenging is that change might have not have been implemented by us and had nothing to do with our choices it got thrust upon us in a situation when we are not ready for it. You know, I know that change 
I've been through change throughout my life, and and I know that change can be tough. And I think that sometimes when it's pushed upon us, it can be very it can be very challenging and very scary. But a lot of times we can deal with it better than the change that we actually have to do on our own. And and I know that many of you out there right now are listening to the show, and there's something that you need to change in your life. There's something that you need to change, and you need to move on with your life. And it might be a very challenging, tough decision to make. And, you know, I'm actually going through a, a challenging and tough decision right now. Uh, and, and I'll talk about it, you know, because I've always been very open and honest uh, on the show. And, and, I, and I like to just, you know, be me. And that's just how I live my life, being authentic and just putting it out there because there's really no other reason. I mean, why not? Um, we're all humans. We're all growing and learning and, and being the best and being the best version we can be of ourselves. And so I think that this can help other people too. And I believe it can help you. So, you know, I'm going through some changes as well. You know, I've, um, I've been actually, the, the show has been housed um, on the same station as far as, you know, the, the parent station for a very long time. And so I'm actually thinking about making some major changes with some offers that have been put on the table. And, you know, it's interesting because you have that allegiance and you have that familiarity. And, and I've always been um, a, a person that's very allegiant. I've always been a person that's been very loyal. And, and loyalty is a big thing. And so many of you might be dealing with a situation right now where um, you're working for somebody or, or you're doing something else. And, and you have this loyalty because you really care and you want to see it through but yet the loyalty almost comes at a detriment because it's not really coming back to you, okay? And I'm not saying that every time that we're loyal, it has to come back to us. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that it's nice when it's a two-way street, right? When there's giving and getting, getting and giving. And so that's what the cycle is about. And when that cycle doesn't work that way, we have to really question why we're staying in a situation that might not be beneficial for us. And a lot of times it's because it's what we know. We've been there long enough. We know what we're going to get, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. We go with the flow. And it's got to be something really bad for us to make changes because we feel as though we're going to keep going steady with this situation. For some of you, you might be in a marriage that you've been in for a long period of time. There's been considerable water under the bridge. Maybe you've been growing apart. Um, you know, perhaps there's a lot of issues in the marriage that haven't been discussed or talked about or worked through, and it's becoming time that this needs to happen because it's starting to get in the way of communication or it's been in the way of the communication for multiple, multiple years. And I understand that in a marriage, we have love, we have care, we have loyalty, we have, you know, long term, you know, all these things that make up a marriage. And it can be hard to look at it to see what changes it needs to make and to actually work toward that. The fear of change is overwhelming in these situations because for some people out there, and maybe for you, you know, if you've been married for a long period of time, you've been married since you got out of school and you haven't lived on your own. You know, in my situation that I'm dealing with, it's like, you know, there's been some good parts and there's been some not so good parts. But, you know, it's interesting because I've realized that sometimes things take their course. And when you're offered something that is a better opportunity, you have to look and ask yourself, okay, am I ready to take this opportunity? 
after you've looked at it from multiple, multiple angles. Is this the right way? Will this help me to grow? Because I think sometimes we can be so loyal that we become stagnant. We're not growing. You know, we're giving, we're not receiving. And what's happening is, is that our life is starting to slow down a bit in areas where it needs to be picked up. And if you're dealing with this at work, if you are in a, in, in a work a job position and, you know, in the beginning it was good and things were going well, but things have started to taper off over the years. You're feeling stagnant. The growth ability is not there. Maybe you've been promised multiple occasions to get a, a leg up. Maybe you've been promised on multiple occasions to, uh, to be able to get a better job or to have a pay raise, and those things just did not come to fruition. And, you know, you might be in a situation where you see other people getting it, or, or maybe that might not be corporate culture at all. Maybe quite the opposite. Nobody's getting a pay raise. Nobody's growing in the company. And so you've got to start thinking, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be content sitting where you are this whole time? Or do you need to make some changes? You know, I've also found that sometimes when we sit and we wait, it can be very therapeutic. But then we can sit too long and wait with the decision and we almost become you know, almost like we're in a coma, like we can't make a decision. We, we're too scared. We can't, we can't decide in what direction. Our fear gets in the way of us making a solid decision. It gets in the way of us making the decision, period. So we get stuck in the same thing, reliving the same stuff. And I find that also a lot of times, too, if we're stagnant in a situation, so if you're stagnant at work, and things are not working out to the best of your ability there. And you keep waiting for things to change and they're not because we're waiting on the quotient of hope, right? The quotient of hope that one day the promises will come about and things will happen and that will all open up. But I don't know about you, but hope has helped me in some occasions. But hope has also not been a reliable factor to wait around for a very long time. And I've also found that when we are in kind of a holding pattern, right, when we're in a holding pattern in life, some of the people that we are spending the most time with could also be in a holding pattern and they're actually, we're actually mirroring them or they're mirroring us because we haven't made the choice and the step to move on and to take the risk. I know that leaving a job position or for my situation, moving the station that houses my show, the parent station, and moving it somewhere else after eight years is a huge decision. But I know that it has to be done for the growth of the show. You know, when you have a vision and you know that the information and the content that you deliver is necessary for the majority of the people on the planet, you can't stop at being limited in the amount of airtime that you get. You can't stop. You've got to keep moving and creating as many avenues as possible for this content to be heard. And that's what I plan on doing. Stay tuned when I return. We'll be talking to Reggie Harvey and his perspective on the fear of change. Live your true life perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in. We know I'll be back this time in two shakes. Turn it up and jump in the deep end on perspectives. Now, here's Ashley. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I've been talking about the fear of change. 
Where does that fear originate from and how do we overcome it? You know, fear of change can get really deep. It can plague our life and it can keep us stuck in a situation even if the situation is not healthy or good for us. It can get us in that point where we can't focus, where that fear takes over and we get stuck, we get held back, it keeps us down, it keeps us from progressing and we feel like we can't make changes to our life that we need to. And I find that more often than not, the only way to overcome that is to focus and to really get in the moment for what needs to happen and to have that clarity to actually walk through that situation without the fear and the intense thoughts swirling around in our head and keeping us from doing what we have to do. Joining me live in studio, Reggie Harvey. Reggie Harvey is the author of Anatomy of a Patient. He's also the survivor of a near-death illness, who I believe that this directly correlates with his perspective and really helping us to understand the fear factor and the fear of change. And he's also a good friend. Reggie, great to have you in studio today. Great to be here, Ashley. It's interesting that you bring up this topic and especially uh, the idea of what we're afraid of with respect to you know, changing uh, anything in our life. Um, our schedule, our uh, processes, whatever it is that that seems to threaten us, and I think this fear of of uh, this fear or the feeling of being threatened comes from a false sense of security in maintaining the status quo. A lot of times, like uh, down here in Texas, we have a saying about post turtles. They've been put on a post. They don't know how they got there, and they sure as hell don't know how to get down. And you have a lot of people in positions at work. They have a title. They don't know how they got there. They don't know what they're supposed to do while they're there, and they don't know how they're going to get out of it. So every day they're, in, they're afraid they're going to be discovered as frauds. Um, <clears throat> and they have to wait for somebody to pick them up and move them. They can never actually instigate change on their own. Uh, so they're afraid not to change and they're afraid to change. They're just afraid. Uh, this false sense of security of being in control of our lives. I, I learned very quickly when I got my diagnosis. Uh, I, I was on a path. I had a plan uh, what my retirement fund was going to be, how many more years I was going to work until retirement. I never thought past retirement. I just was working up to that. And then boom. Uh, I was pulled off of that trajectory altogether and realized that I had been sick for the previous 20 years and didn't know it, never exhibited any symptoms of it. And I was so sick that I could have died in my sleep. That's what they told me. Um, it made me realize that, oh, I could not get um, derailed from a fear of what might happen. In fact, the day that I got the diagnosis, I, I resolved the fact that, you know, did I have regrets for the life I had lived? And I figured out that afternoon that no, I really didn't. If I died that night, it was going to be okay. I wasn't going to be trying to cling frantically to life. I, I screwed some things up. If I could fix them, I did. If I couldn't, I owned them. I apologized. I tried to learn from them. And that overall, I had been exposed to a lot of things throughout my entire life that most people never get to see or do or enjoy, and that it had been pretty good. 
not everything worked out like I wanted, but that was okay. So I surprised myself realizing I was good with it. I did. I preferred not to leave this planet right now, but if I was, if that was what was going to happen, I was okay. At the same moment I, I made that epiphany, the second one that followed right away was, well, how do I want to live if I'm, if I'm going to continue to go on? And that's where you talked about focus. I realized my focus was not just surviving. I didn't want the doctors to just keep me alive. I wanted to get better. I didn't know what that meant, but I wanted them to understand I was here for the long haul, even if that was only a day. I wanted to get better that day. So that was my new focus. So I exchanged focus for the fantasy of control. And, and um, I had to let go of a lot of assumptions I had made about the quality of my life. I had to not worry about what was going to happen to me day to day that first year because my body was physically exhausted fighting off this disease without any medication or any therapies. And then as the therapies were applied, my body was going to react to them and nobody could predict how it was going to happen. I, I couldn't be afraid of losing certain facilities for a day or two or having pain in a certain way. I had to always approach it from, well, tell me what's going on. Why do you think this happened? What do we do about it to not make it worse? And realized uh, one friend of mine told me, uh, she's in a medical profession. She said, your life is never going to be what you think is normal again. Every day is going to be a new normal, and you have to be good with that. Um, and for some reason, that terminology helped me. It wasn't that I needed to drastically try, to, uh, frantically try to hold on to what had been before, because what had been before may not have been actually good for me. I needed to be able to embrace what was going to happen to me today and determine whether this was a state I wanted to keep or whether this was a state I wanted to transition from. And so I learned to not let fear of change be an issue because in my case, my condition was going to change daily. Uh, and I couldn't be afraid of where those changes were going to take me. Uh, but I had to be um, what do you want to say? Mindful, and I had to be engaged. I I could not I could never let myself be in denial or ignore it or pretend anymore. Uh, and and then this was actually a freeing experience because suddenly I realized that any time that I spent with anyone had to be quality time. I didn't have time to waste. And the other thing is I realized that every day I woke up was either Christmas or New Year. I got one more day. So we're going to live this day to the fullest. Uh, we're going to make everybody around me um, feel great. In fact, I learned that too. I was I freaked out about people reacting to me being sick and having a terminal illness. And I asked someone else who had survived cancer about that. And she said, I hate to tell you but that responsibility is on you too. I know you're busy being sick, but you have to make people 
comfortable with you. Um, <clears throat> so there are a lot of hilarious stories about how those interactions worked, but the 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 whole thing about living a quality life every day and not being afraid of what was going to come tomorrow um, and accepting my mortality um, meant that change was inevitable and change could be a good thing. Uh, even the change of succumbing to a terminal illness and finding out that you might be able to live with that terminal illness as a chronic illness, depending on the discipline that you take and the interest that you take uh, and the value and focus that you take on what is my end goal. My goal was to thrive. Um, if you want to know more about my journey, just simply go to reggieharvey.net and you can read about my diagnosis. You can read about my life. You can read about uh, some of the conversations that we have had here. And I so appreciate your bringing me into this conversation. I feel that Reggie totally explained the fear of change at a level that many of us actually go through. You might have a family member or friend or maybe yourself has gone through a major health scare, a major life change. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Changing health situation that has really turned the idea of life and what you value upside down. It's interesting what's important to us after something like that takes place. It's interesting how what we value changes on a dime. It's interesting how we spend our time changes on a dime. And it begins to make us question what we've put so much stock into. We begin to question it and we really put it into perspective realizing some of the things that we've been doing that's not necessary, realizing some of the things that we haven't been doing that we need to start doing and begin to prioritize our life. Stay tuned when I return. I'll be talking more about the fear of change and how it becomes such a fear and how we can begin to overcome it. Live Your True Life Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in. I'll be back this time in two shakes. This is Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. 
Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I'm talking about the fear of change, how it becomes a fear, and how to overcome it. You know, right before the break, we were talking with Reggie Harvey, and Reggie was giving his perspective on the fear of change. And how he was told that he had a serious life condition that he never ever expected in his entire life. And how that changed his life forever. You know, some of us might be dealing with that. Some of us might not be dealing with that extreme. But the change is real. And so how does it become a fear in the first place? You know, how does change become a fear? Well, you know, like like I was talking about earlier, we are creatures of habit for sure. But... You know, the thing is, is that we have a tendency of expecting a lot of things. We expect things to be a certain way. We expect things to come in a certain package. We expect, we expect, we expect. And in my latest book, The 10-Day Challenge to Live Your True Life, The 10-Day Challenge to Live Your True Life, I write a chapter in there called Expectations Are Overrated. And we have a tendency of expecting things to be a certain way. We can expect our whole life out of living. And I'll give you a good example. And it's a funny example, but I think many of you might understand it. So you decide to take a vacation. It's the first vacation you've taken in a year. You desperately need it. You found the place. You found the hotel. You found everything online. You looked at everything. You looked at all the pictures. You made your decisions. All that good stuff, right? All that good stuff. And you get there. And you get there. And you get there and you arrive and it's not like the pictures looked. Right? Not at all. The pictures might have been taken 14, 20 years ago. Maybe not even on the same property. And you begin to get upset and angry about how things are not fitting into the way that you want them to fit in. And it starts to become a problem. Well, think about how we do that on vacation and how we get into a bad mood and we decide that we're unhappy and it's not until we pretty much get back home that we realize that we pretty much squandered that entire trip being upset because it wasn't up to our expectations. Now, think about our life. We have opportunities, we go to events, we have changes in our career, we have all these ups and downs, and a lot of times we expect certain things, we don't expect certain things, We expect something to go a certain way and it doesn't and it ends up causing us great pain. And I found that when we begin to realize that expectations are overrated and we begin to let ourselves be more mindful, not so much in the in the thinking mind, right? We we get out of that thinking mind and thinking and rethinking and hashing and rehashing over every single thing. And we begin to get into the mindful mind where we allow these thoughts to leave. The more and more we think about things, the more and more distance we have. The more distance we have, the more incomplete we feel. And this becomes a problem. And I've realized that this is a big deal. I've realized that, you know, we can start thinking our way out of living. We start expecting things to be a certain way and we expect it to be this way and we get upset and we get angry because it doesn't go to the way that we believed it would go. And so this directly relates to change because remember, is it really necessarily change? Or is it just that we expected things to continue to go in the pattern of this? So it's like we have to be more nimble. We have to be more mentally athletic 
We have to be more bendy to be able to understand and deal with life's up and downs. And I found that, you know, the less bendy we are, the more painful it is. I find that that's a direct correlation because we actually have to let things go. We actually have to be more mindful and be able to realize when we're living in the thinking mind, not living in the mindful mind. And one of the ways that you can get out of that thinking mind is to be aware of every time that you start thinking about the possible worst case scenario, best case scenario, all the sidebar thoughts. Remember, that is all in your head. That's all in your head. That's all manufactured by you. It's not a reality. That's what you're concocting in that brain. Now, can it happen? Maybe. Can it not happen? Maybe. Can we pontificate on things until the end of time and all of it not happen? Yeah. We have a tendency of pontificating ourselves right out of the living life. So there we are. We're in our life. We're working. We're working. We're working. And then we start overthinking it. And we get stressed out and we think about the worst case scenario and then we think about expectations and then we think about being upset. One of the other things that I find is very interesting with dealing with change is that we make a lot of decisions on yes and no. We make a lot of decisions on yes and no. That no is horrible and yes is great. But I don't know about you, but I've had some yeses that I'm scared of. I've had some no's that I'm relieved But we have to put it in perspective because sometimes we get ourselves so coded into the fact that no is horrible and yes is amazing and everything in between is just, well, don't know. And things change in life. We have to be prepared that things are not going to stay the same the entire time. It just can't. Things have got to evolve. Things have got to grow. Things have got to uh, pull itself together. Things have got to fall apart to work. And sometimes we think about things falling apart and we get scared because we think that's the absolute worst case scenario. But is it the worst case scenario or is it what had to happen? You know, I do think that some people jump out of relationships too quickly. They don't try to fix it. They don't try to work on it. They take the easy road out and they just keep moving on. They find somebody else. They jump from relationship to relationship. And that is not what I agree with at all. I will not co-sign on that. But I do find there are some relationships, friendships, marriages, work relationships that have to be changed, augmented, or you have to move on. And like I was talking about earlier in the show, you know, things can be okay with status quo, but you might not be growing. Okay. So if you're in a relationship right now, let's say, with a friend and y'all been friends for a long time and it's great and it feels comfortable but you're not growing and it's not bettering your life you really need to be able and begin to question should you start limiting your time and putting your time somewhere else in your life where you can begin to grow growth is key knowledge is power when we quit learning we quit growing and i think that when that stagnation occurs And you might be doing the same thing in the same routine, and it doesn't hurt, but it's just not helping. And that's when you got to look at the situation like I'm doing with the show. You got to look at the situation. You got to say, you know what? I need to go somewhere where people are willing to not only be there to help, but actually believe in the message and see the value. 
And, and I don't expect anybody to see the value of an artisan water that's at the checkout line at the Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm not, I'm not expecting people to see it, but, you know, when you've been at the Dick's Sporting Goods and you're that artisan water that's handcrafted out of Antarctica and it's the best water you've ever tasted, but if you're not a water drinker, it's definitely not going to be something you're going to buy. And if you're over there buying jock straps and uh, hockey sticks, it's probably not something you're going to get. You're probably going to get the bottle of Coca-Cola. That artisan water is going to be overlooked. And if somebody in the organization does not value the artisan water or they have to, you know, they might value it, but they're too scared to stand up for the artisan water. Because if they stand up for the product, they could lose their job if it doesn't work. And so you you find yourself in a catch-22 position where there might be people that believe in the in the product, but they're not going to put put it out there because they don't want to take the risk. You know, and it's like when you realize that and you've seen the writing on the wall for a long time, you've got to make a change. And you got to do what's right for the message. You got to do what's right for the product. You can't just stay at Dick's, at Dick's Sporting Goods trying to sell that artisan water that's going to change people's lives. You got to get the water out there so people can try the water and realize that it really can change their lives. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. And I think you can understand if you've been listening to the show for the last two, five, six, seven, eight years, you know that, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot going on. There's been a lot of stuff happening. I mean, this show started and I remember the very first episode. And some of you have been with me since the first episode of the show. And I remember we had my buddy on from Fox News and, you know, James Rose, investigator for Fox. And he came on the very first show and he came in studio. That was a great show. And I remember him looking at me saying, I cannot believe you were a natural. He's like, this is amazing. I love the show. I can't believe it. He goes, I thought it was going to be a train wreck. I'm like, come on. He thought it was going to be a train wreck. But she came anyway. So that's what matters. So sometimes we got to make changes for the better for ourselves, but also for what's better for all concerned. If you haven't already, go to YouTube, put in Ashley Burgess. Ashley, B-E-R-G-E-S, new video content out every single week on the information and the subjects that matter to you. Marriage, relationship, toxic relationships, and the list goes on. Stay tuned. Live your true life perspectives with me, your host, Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in. I'll be back this time in two shakes. You could be my luck. Get in here. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Live Your True Life Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On today's show, I have been talking about the fear of change, why we have that fear, and how we can overcome it. You know, fear of change is real. We get accustomed to things. You get kind of lulled into that lullaby, and it feels good. But you know, sometimes we need that change to make the most of our life. We need that change to awaken our spirit. We need that change to reactivate why we do what we do. 
I think a lot of times we get into situations, relationship, work arrangements, business relationships, all kinds of things. And in the beginning, they serve a purpose and it works for everybody concerned, but then eventually it doesn't. And eventually you begin to realize that you are giving a lot. And it seems to be sometimes that it's just not reciprocation. Or at the time, that's what you wanted. But now there's a different need, a different desire, and a different trajectory. You know, I've been talking about throughout the show about, you know, the changes that I'm going to make to live your true life perspectives and how we're going to move the show itself to another home. And, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's always challenging and overwhelming and scary, but at the same time, it's the right thing to do when it's about the message, when it's about getting the product out there, getting the public, getting you, getting, getting the listeners to connect and getting that to be shared so that we can make changes to our society. The show is based on, you know, psychology, but it's really based on what's best for the individual. It's based on the whole concept of living your true life and understanding yourself and based on self-help and being able to understand and to discover yourself and have that self-discovery that some people never get a chance to do. You know, some people never get a chance to discover themselves. They never get a chance and an opportunity to see that. They never get a chance and an opportunity to understand that because they don't take the time and they weren't raised in a family dynamic that knew about it. Okay, and so that's the key. It's like when I work with clients, they'll ask me many questions about, you know, this or that or or behind the eight ball or all this. I'm like, you know how many people never get to understand themselves? You know how many people don't actually value themselves? Do you know how many people have the lowest self-esteem and self-worth? And do you know how few people in the world, though, on the flip side, actually love themselves unconditionally? How many few people in the world can actually be on their own and feel good about it and not have to be in a relationship that's toxic because of the fear of being alone? I mean, this show is based on the bedrock of what can change someone's life forever and make it amazing. But the content has got to be heard. And people have to know that it has value. And that's why I really like, if you actually checked out my YouTube channel, you'll see that we have a large community. About 17,000 subscribers right now. Of people that really connect with the, with the content. Because it's helping their lives. I mean, I get thank you letters every day. Emails messages that I mean I cherish because people's lives are being changed everywhere from Dallas to Kenya and that's something that you know that's 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 what it's all about it's about helping with that ripple effect all over the world not just holding it in one small place and devouring it it's making that opportunity available for every person on the planet and making it where it's able to be heard. You know, I thought that Reggie's perspective is so powerful because he's coming from a position that few people come from. But I think more often than not, unfortunately, because of the environmental situations and the food and what we're dealing with in our society today, more people will deal with. More people than not will go through situations like what Reggie is or get close. 
you know, and, and it's, and, and his change, and I've watched him change, and I've watched him, I watched his life significantly change, but I've also watched him make those changes within his life. And I saw at first it was very painful, and then it got easier. And, and that's why I love having Reggie on the show, because it really adds to the color of the show, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a perspective that you don't hear of all the time. So how do we, how do we stop that fear and deal with the change? You know, the first thing that we want to do is realize that change is not that bad. We got to stop demonizing change. We got to end the demonization of change. Many of us have demonized it. This is horrible. It's the worst. It's going to take over. It's bad. It's horrible. Ah! We got to stop demonizing it. We, we got to let it go. Change is really not a bad thing. Change can be very helpful, but we got to see it as helpful. We can't just see it always as bad or something that's there to get in our way or something that's there to hurt us or something that's there to, 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 to just get in the way of our success. We've got to get real with that. You know, and we've also got to embrace that change. And we've got to see the different opportunities that we have when we have the change. And sometimes we have to execute change like I have to do. And it's really going to be tough because I've been so used to it. I've been doing this for so long in the same place. I mean, obviously, we're in different stations around the country. But, I mean, you know, the hub where, where, where it all started is important. But things have got to change. Growth has to be there. And so we have to use adaptation. We have to adapt. So the next thing you want to do is realize that when we can adapt to change, that is genius. If you can adapt to change, that means that you are a genius because the more quickly you can adapt to change, the quicker you are to adapt, period. Adaptation is key to living a successful life and to being able to accept what comes your way and to disseminate it and to, to really look at it in different structures through different lenses instead of just always thinking that something bad is happening to you or thinking that the change is going to incur a bad situation in your life. And last but not least, it's about being mindful. Remember, expectations are overrated and we begin to create those expectations in our mind, not when we're being mindful. It's in the thinking mind. We begin to think our way into uh, challenging, uh, non-happy, ungood possibilities. We begin to you know, Jedi mind trick ourselves into the problems and the situations that can come about. And so because those expectations get in the way, we begin to expect things to happen. And when something happens a different way, we feel jilted. And so we have to be aware of when we're creating expectations. We have to be mindful of what we're thinking. And we have to be mindful of understanding when we are putting constructs around our life that's keeping us from moving and growing and living the true life we should. When you get a chance, go to the website, ashleyburgess.com, Ashley, B-E-R-G-E-S.com. If you'd like to reach out to me, click on that contact page and send me a message. I will get back to you ASAP. Live your true life perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. I'll be back this time. You know it. I'll be back this time in three shakes.